You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 312 of Podcateers. Several years ago, we were tagged to answer questions for the Disney Tag Challenge. We posted our videos to YouTube, but I thought it would be fun to revisit this challenge on my own to see if any of my answers had changed. Then I thought, man, we should just do this on the podcast. And we did. Mel and I were joined by our friends Jen and Morgan from the Dateline Nostalgia podcast as we took on the Disney Tag Challenge. If you'd like to take the challenge yourself, you can find the questions over at podcasters.com slash 312. You'll also find my original video on that post, plus links on how you can connect with the Dateline Nostalgia podcast. So big thanks goes out to both Jen and Morgan for joining us. Uh, they're actually celebrating their 100th episode this week, so make sure to swing by their IG to say hello and congratulations on that milestone. If you'd like to connect with us, aside from our website, podcateers.com, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. A couple of quick notes before we jump into this episode. I received a few messages asking if we released an episode last week. Yes, we did, but out of respect for some of the messages that we're trying to get across on Instagram, we didn't announce the new episode until several days after its regular release day. That episode is up. You can download it now through any of your podcast apps. You can check it out at podcasters.com. But I would like to take another opportunity to thank our pal Jason for joining us last week and talking some Galaxy's Edge memories and about his experience going back to Disney Springs now that it's open that episode also had what we feel is an important message so we hope you've had an opportunity to check it out although we didn't talk about it the blog post for this episode has the virtual town hall that cnn recently held with sesame street workshop in an effort to help kids understand some of the things going on if you didn't have a chance to catch it give it a watch especially if you have kids and need a little help explaining the situation to them As one of the members of the FGP squad, Latasha, said on her Instagram this week, make the work you've done over the past week a habit, not a hashtag. Uh, Speaking of the FGP squad, before we start, we'd like to take a moment to send a huge thank you to all of them. If you're new to the podcast, the FGP squad, aka our podcast, Fairy Godparents, help make these episodes of Podcasters possible with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you'd like more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad family, head over to podcasters.com FGP. We're going to be doing another virtual meetup in the next few weeks, so keep an eye out for that information. As always, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we'd like to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Uh, so that's it. It's time to get this thing started. So here we go. Here is episode 312 of Podcateers. All right, I'm super excited to have an opportunity to do this episode today because, uh, you know, several years ago, 
I was tagged by our good friends AJ and BJ. Uh, back then they were Disney for two. Now they're Escote Adventures after they got married last year. And on YouTube, they tagged me on something called the Disney tag. And this was kind of floating around everywhere. Everybody was answering this series of questions, you know, favorite movie, favorite this, favorite that. And recently I've been archiving a bunch of stuff and moving things from hard drive to hard drive. And I thought, huh, the Disney tag. I wonder how these answers hold true today. So I took the original questions and I answered them all for myself and I compared it to my answers. And there was a handful of them that I think changed mainly because of the situations that we've been, mainly mm -hmm. because I feel that I've grown as a person in the last four years. But uh, I thought it would be really fun not just to revisit this and post my own video, but these types of things are fun with friends and so yeah. mel is here to give us her answers but i'm super psyched because we get to have very special guests on the podcast today and that is jen and morgan from dateline mostalgia hello friends how are you hey we are uh, I, yeah i'm doing great how about you morgan <laughs> doing great as well thanks for having us thank you for coming yes. on awesome. why don't you each introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about how you uh, came in contact with the disney culture and how you came to love it all right so hi everybody i am jen from dateline nostalgia and i have been a disney fan like probably most of you for life uh my first time going when i was very little and i continuously went since then i do live up in the san francisco bay area so i try to get down as much as i possibly can um and i would say what made me a disney fan like turning from one person who goes like once a year with their family into going all the time and being a complete maniac about it was when I learned about all the little Easter eggs and the tributes that the Imagineers do. And then I started learning like how much more there is into Disney than just like rides and attractions to go on. There's actually like stories to everything. There's never anything that is done that doesn't have some kind of background on it. So that just like keep, it kept feeding my Disney, like I can just learn something new every time I go. So that's uh, that's where I am with my Disney nerdum. <laughs> it goes awesome. pretty deep. Yeah. And I am Morgan, and I am actually a relatively new uh, co-host with Jen on Dayline Nostalgia. I actually met her a few months back, and I didn't realize there were so many Disney fans like myself. And after meeting Jen and a few other people in the community, I was like, wow. I thought I knew a lot. I actually don't really know a lot at all. So <laughs> I pride myself on still learning from the Disney community. But no, I actually grew up going to Disneyland. Uh, it was like the only trip my parents took me on growing up. And I moved to Southern California. I grew up in Northern California. Moved to Southern California for college. And then I have stayed here ever since. And now I go all the time. And it's just so much fun to meet other Disney people. I thought I was alone on an island for a really long time. So I'm glad I'm now <laughs> absorbed into this community. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. I, I haven't been a part of it as, as long as most other people. I've talked about this before. Like you, Jen, I didn't grow up going to the parks. I went like once or twice as a child and I didn't really start going until I was an adult. But like you, what really got me hooked was finding out all that backstage stuff. And I think my rabbit hole was Jeff Bayham's Doom Buggies website and going through there and learning about the Haunted Mansion and the Hatbox Ghosts, which now Hattie is one of my favorite Disney characters of all 
time. So <laughs> if anyone is to blame for the monster that I have become, it is Jeff Bam. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it right now, but I love you for it, Jeff. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, it's wonderful to have you both on the podcast. I think we're going to have some fun today. So thank you both for being here. Yeah, thank Thanks you for, for having us. us. Everybody ready? Yeah, yeah I'm ready. It. All right. <laughs> So we'll kick this off with a scene in a Disney movie you wish you could experience. Jen, let's kick it off with your answer. All right. So this one was a little hard. I had to really, really, really think about it because there's just so many. But I came up with, first of all, I came up with Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. But that's like not as much Disney. (laughs) But just that scene of finding the Holy Grail is amazing, right? Like, ugh, so good. But if I want to, like, get a little more Disney feels, I'm going to go with Coco, where he goes to the Land of the Dead, because it's just Uh, so beautiful, like, just so beautiful. So I just want to be able to see that for myself. Nice. Yep. (laughs) Morgan, what about you? So I struggled with this one. I didn't know what to pick. And um, then I started thinking about High School Musical. <laughs> because Ain't no shame. <laughs> I mean, how fun would that be to just bust out in song and dance? I think that that would be what I want to do. Just a random scene mm-hmm. in High School Musical is where I would thrive. <laughs> we, we're going to be very good friends. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> no, no. This is, that's something that I've talked about before. Breaking into spontaneous song and dance while in the parks is something that I've always wanted to happen. Uh, I, I'll talk about something that happened in a later question because I just thought it was super fun. But yes, totally yes to that. <laughs> Mel, what about you? Actually, I want to witness the wizard uh, duel, the the wizard's duel between Merlin and uh, Meta Mim. And oh. I just want to sit like on a branch with Archimedes and just see that go down because that scene is already awesome. And then to see it in person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's I like that you awesome chose to be scene. on a branch with Archimedes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get that bird's eye view. <laughs> uh-huh. That's awesome. Uh, my answer is actually going to be similar to it's exactly Jen's answer uh, the Marigold Bridge (laughs) scene from Coco Um, I think you know after what happened last year and and losing my grandfather I think that scene means so much more to me now and uh, if that was truly something that we could do in real life I would 127% take that (laughs) opportunity to do that so yeah I'm totally with you high five from here Jen that Marigold Bridge scene I'm all over that (laughs) Okay, uh, let's go back around here. Number two, Jen, an unforgettable experience you've had at the parks. So this isn't always, or this is always, always, always a hard one Um, because there are so many of them. But for whatever reason, the first thing that always pops in my head is the 50th anniversary. It was just like a home run, like five days in the park like it wasn't even just like one experience it was like the whole time it was just amazing we stayed up all night we camped out we got there like 11 p.m camped out for the anniversary they handed us all free gold ears everyone's running down main street high-fiving it was just amazing so that's definitely up there like if not number one it's definitely the first thing i think of so it probably is number one <laughs> um and then Along with that, just any of those home run days where just everything goes right and magic just keeps happening left and right. Like, you're just like, wow, wow, wow. So, those days. (laughs) Nice. Morgan, what about you? So, I apologize in advance to Jen because she's probably heard the story, like, 
eight times at least by now, but I'm going to tell it again. (laughs) Um, Bring it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So my favorite story, I was in, I think, seventh grade. We did a family trip to Walt Disney World, and I'm a Disneyland gal, I think, uh, as well as Jen, but um, got to do a Disney World trip that year, and um, my mom was tired, so she went back to the hotel, but my dad and I wanted to stay out and go on test track one more time, and... (laughs) It was a 70-something minute wait, and my dad wasn't thrilled about it, but he was doing it for me. So we get in line, and we're not waiting more than five minutes, and a cast member came up to us, and she was like, how many are in your party? And we're like, there's just two of us. And she's like, okay, follow me. We're like, what's happening? Why why are we following you? She takes us through the exit um, and puts us right on the ride. And just for no reason, <laughs> we get on it, and we're sitting, um, you know, it's a three three people in a row, right? And it was just me and my dad. And so there was this girl that sat next to us and she got separated from her softball team. So she was just a single rider in that moment. And we go around once and the cast member comes back to us and she's like, go one more time. (laughs) And we're like, okay. And that girl got to ride with us again. And so as we get done with the second time, the girl looks at us and she's like, are you guys famous? <laughs> why, why are we riding again? <laughs> and um, so we get off the ride. We start walking towards the exit where the photos are. And another cast member, a different cast member came up to us and they're like, no, 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 go back on the ride. She wants you to go one more time. <laughs> and my dad and I are like, okay, <laughs> this is weird. Are you just going to keep us on this ride all day? <laughs> but it was awesome. And so we get back and that girl came with us. And then she was, like, really, like, you guys must be famous. Like, what is happening? We don't I don't understand why. And her softball team was, like, waiting. And they're, like, are you going to get <laughs> off anytime soon? She's, like, no, I'm, go- I'm staying with them. Famous. <laughs> and so we go around the third right time. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we go around the third time. We get off the ride. And what the cast member was doing was she was printing the picture. So she was waiting for the picture to be printed. So that way we could get off the ride. She could give it to us. Um, so she had us keep riding. And um, in the bag with the photo, she gave us two tickets to come back through that entrance again. And um, it was just, it was so cool. And this was like before cell phones were a big thing, you know? So my mom wasn't even back at the hotel and we couldn't call her and be like, well, we already are done with the ride, (laughs) you know? And um, so she like is not even at the hotel. Then we get off the ride. My dad and I are just on this high of like, what just happened? Why did this happen to us? Like, that was so cool. We walked over to England at Epcot and my dad got picked to play King Arthur in like this little nice. stage show. <laughs> I <laughs> and love he had it. To, he had to do this like lines where he was like, ha, cha, cha, cha. Like, it was just, it was such a cool experience. And I got to do it with my dad, who's He's a Disney person because of me, not because he chooses to go there. So that yeah. was just like a very awesome experience. I, I can re- recite that whole story from seventh grade. So obviously I remember it. <laughs> that is Aww, awesome. That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so what? So did they ever explain to you or anything why you kept writing? It was just no. one of those happy miracle things that happens at Disney? Yeah, it was just a magical moment and just got to write it a few more times because the picture wasn't done printing. <laughs> Wow, I wish printers would Bonus. go down when I'm on attractions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. That's a great one. Wow. Yeah. It's good. Mel, what about you? Oh, um, ooh, that, I'm just like living off that story still. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, um, oh, mine's um, said it over and over and over. And my background is that big hint. It's watching Paint the Night for the first time with 
12 or 13 of us mm -hmm. at Disneyland. 40 hours plus. We made it through the 60th and having our minds blown away mm -hmm. multiple times. <laughs> that's the best one. Like That's like the best feeling ever. It so is. that's my... Scale 1 to 10, how much do you miss it? <laughs> oh, God, 11. <laughs> we'll go with 17 for that answer. Yeah, right? Uh, I, oh, yeah, I've, I've talked about this before, me especially with Paint the Night. Um, I mean, I didn't grow up with Main Street Electrical Parade. You know, a lot of other people have these really Same. fond memories of going to the park when they were kids and watching it with their parents. Uh, I didn't have that experience, and the the first time that I saw MSCP was at DCA when it came back for the first time. And I saw it and I thought, eh, yeah, okay, cool, awesome. Uh, but then I saw paint and I was like, ah! <laughs> I mean, look. Yeah. yeah. I have my, my glow paint brushes back here because of paint. So, yes, paint the night. Um, yeah, I share that with you, Mel. Uh, <laughs> mine, you know, when I did the first version of the Disney tag, uh, I talked about how the, for the 60th anniversary, we have the opportunity to have drinks and some snacks with Bob Gurr at club 1901. And that was the day that we recorded episode 50, where he was a guest and it by far is possibly one of the most magical Disney moments that I've ever had, you know, to be there with a Disney legend in such a special place having him turn around every so often at look and look at Walt's shadow appearing on the wall and just kind of like sighing a little bit. To me, like thinking about it now is still one of those amazing moments, but I did my best to not cop out and use the same answers as I did the last time to try to share something new. Uh, so for this one, I'm gonna have to say that it was experiencing Tony Baxter's window dedication on Main Street. Uh, it's something that doesn't happen very often. I was lucky enough to get in and have some amazing seats to watch the ceremony. Meeting Tony for the first time that day and having a conversation with him uh, is just something that I'm never going to forget. Uh, seeing Bob there, because I had met Bob before uh, a few times, and having him come up to me and recognizing me was super special for me because I thought, oh my God, Bob knows who I am. Bob knows. <laughs> who I am. <laughs> uh, so yeah, for this one, I'm going to have to go with Tony Baxter's window dedication. That's awesome. Nice. So cool. Number three, what non-Disney song reminds you or brings back memories of Disney and or the parks? Jen. All right. So I actually learned an entire new form of dance because of Disneyland. So <laughs> swing dancing and swing music has always reminded me of Disneyland. So I was watching the swing dancers one day and I was just loving the music so much. I'm like, why don't I just learn this? So then I got completely into the swing community for years and I go dancing all the time at Disneyland now, except for with Morgan because we just can't make it happen. Yeah, it's been a thing that never was something we could coordinate together, and now we decided it's probably not something that's coming back either, <laughs> at least It'll for a while. I'm, it's coming back. Look, I'm trying to be an optimist about all of this. I'm trying to have this aura of happiness surrounding yes. everything that's going mm -hmm. on, and I believe that we're going to be back in that state one day. It's going to take yes. a while. You're right. It will take yep. a while. But It's I just kind of funny because like, we literally can't. 
win on the whole swing dance thing. Okay, there's just always something that happens where we can't. So now we are, are going to have to wait a little while, but it'll happen more again. I'm very yes. excited to make it happen. <laughs> I'm sticking with the positive thing too. I'm going to I'm gonna do yes. what you're doing. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, uh, Gavin especially has a crazy schedule. And because he does a lot of art pieces that he gets commissioned for, very rarely have I ever been in the park with Gavin and we try to like sync up and like hey you know let's go have a drink let's go this let's go that but he tends to go more in the morning because of what he does and I tend to go in the evening because of my kids and stuff like that (laughs) so I totally understand what what you guys are going through Mel and I (laughs) totally different though like Mel and I have known each other for a long time she's really great friends with my wife so I mean we tend to see each other a lot more in the parks so nice uh Morgan (laughs) Non-Disney songs that reminds you of the parks. Another one that Jen's heard, I'm a broken record to her, I'm sure. But (laughs) um, so I love Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. It is my favorite ride out of the entire resort. Um, And so the the first time I went on it after they did it, um, did the refurb, um, the first song that I got was Give Up the Funk by Parliament. And it's the best one on that ride, in my opinion. And so every time I hear that song, uh, it just (laughs) makes me so happy. I just have smiling ear to ear. Sometimes I'll listen to it in the car as I'm driving. It's a great song. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that is a great song. I think every song on there, was that was your first one, right? The the, the very first time you went on Breakout? I -hmm. think everybody that rides Breakout for the first time, whatever song they got tends to be their favorite because (laughs) that was the experience that they had right because that's how i feel about free ride like i love every other song on there but like i gravitate to free ride because that was my first experience so yeah Ah, i'm so with you on this one mel what about you don't stop me now by queen oh and it reminds me of pixar play parade and guardians nice good choice (laughs) good choice uh i had two one for each park because nice. uh, each one, like I hear them and it almost instantly makes me feel something different for each one. The last time I did this, I chose Immortals by Fallout Boy and Wildest Dreams oh. by Taylor Swift. Brief story on that one, just because they constantly used it for the 60th anniversary commercials that they were doing to advertise. And I just thought it was such a disconnect from what the song actually represents and what they were trying to represent in those mm. commercials. But whatever. I wasn't a part of that team. Um <laughs> So for Disneyland, because I love photography and because I'm always walking around taking pictures of everything, I chose Polaroid by Jonas Blue. Uh, It's just uh, an upbeat, a catchy song. Uh, I think about it and think of running around with my friends, taking video, taking pictures, watching my kids run around, taking pictures of them. Uh, I think of all the times before we had kids that I went with my wife and just taking pictures and stuff. So that's the song that's non-Disney that I would choose for Disneyland. And for DCA, same vibe with you, Jen. Uh, Swing dancing, I don't do the swing dancing part of it, but I think swing dancing is just amazing. And the one non-Disney song that makes me think of the park is Dance, Dance, Dance by our friends from Fat Cat Swinger. They're just uh, a fantastic band. If you've never had an opportunity to check them out, uh, I think I took a video of that song when they were performing for the Festival of Holidays. If I find the video, I'll put it in the blog post for the episode. Check it out at podcasters.com slash 312. Uh, and if not, uh, maybe I'll ask Marco if he wants to come on the podcast and we just talk about it. Oh, that'd it. be awesome. Are they not the best? 
I just yeah, love oh my them. God, they're so good. So much fun. So, so much oh fun. Gosh, so yes. much energy. Like, ugh. So good. Yeah. And usually we're there. Usually I would be there watching them with um, with Jill. And, I mean, every chance. I have, I'm surprised I haven't seen you. Like, we got to, like, say hi and meet <laughs> up. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm there as much as I can be. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that you probably have. But probably recognize each other <laughs> it's such a small world like there's people that i've met that i go back to pictures from six years ago and they're in my picture i'm like hey is this you and they're like yep <laughs> and i just met them officially like three or four months ago i'm like oh, hilarious that's creepy in a way <laughs> yeah. right i'm gonna go with fun not creepy just fun <laughs> um okay uh next question is when was the first time you went to a disney park so it was within, I think I was around six to eight months years old. Or, yeah, six to eight, eight months old. My cat is crying. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> it was, I was definitely a little baby, and I have this picture, which is very cute. It's my mother, who she's long past uh, and gone out of this world. But it's really cute because she's holding me as a little baby on Snow White, and the car we got says happy on it. And it's like, oh, it's like the sweetest photo ever. So anyway, yeah, that's that was my first time. <laughs> awesome. Morgan, what about you? I think it was 1994. I was about two when I went for the first time. My parents took me. Um, and I also have a photo like that with my dad. So we kind of came full circle to the test track moment. But when I was two, nice. <laughs> I loved Small World, as many young children do. And uh, we, I kept wanting to go on it. And I begged and pleaded, um, apparently. This is apparently, I don't remember this story. Um, but uh, as soon as we got into the boat after a long, hot wait in the line, I just fell asleep. And my dad had to ride the ride by himself. <laughs> and there's just a picture of him carrying me out of the ride. My mom's probably just laughing at me because she just got out of that one. And my dad had to sit there and listen to the song that he just so much enjoys, I'm sure. That's funny. So now, if you loved it as a child, I have to ask, as an adult, how do you feel about the song from It's a Small World? You know, I might feel in between how I was as a child and where my dad stands now. I'm just a little neutral. I don't want to speak to it at this point. Good (laughs) answer. Very good answer. Mel, what about you? Same thing. I have a picture, and I dated it back to maybe I was two and a half, and... I, it's in the middle of Main Street where uh, Center Street, where they have the flowers. And in the picture, I am looking up at Donald with this goofy smile and my belly out. And nothing has changed since. So, <laughs> yeah. That would be a great, like, photo recreation moment. <laughs> You're right. Yes. <laughs> I, think that, I think that needs to happen. And maybe I'll wear, like, a flesh color shirt, but I because <laughs> yeah i have a stomach sticking out. i was like ah, oh i didn't mean you, i didn't know you meant literally sticking out okay <laughs> yeah hey you're when you're a kid and you get hot you do what you gotta do right oh yeah that is yeah. true yeah you gotta do what you gotta do um yeah as soon as jen said maybe that's a great recreation moment i'm thinking to myself yep that's a huge nope for me uh, <laughs> My answer can't change, right? Like, my first time going to Disneyland is my first time going to Disneyland. So it's the same answer from when I answered this four years ago. I want to say I was, like, five years old. We had some family coming in from out of town. And 
I know for a fact there's one picture that exists, uh, and I don't know who owns this photo, but I've seen it because I'm with my cousins and my aunt, and I'm wearing like the most awkward short shorts ever. Like, <laughs> and so when you said recreate it, I was like, yep, recreate, huge nope for me. Recreate, uh, 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 you can nope, do nope, it. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> but thanks for the throwback. The offer. But if you need us know. to come cheer you on, I mean, more than happy to. <laughs> Uh, okay, <laughs> next question. If you could choose any characters to be your best friend, who would you choose? All right, so I went with kind of the obvious, Mickey Mouse, because I think Mickey Mouse is perfection. He, is, he just knows everybody. He's got all the connections. He's like Mr. Popular. Mm-hmm. He's a great friend to have, and he's so sweet, and he's so cute and, like, Huggy, huggable, huggy. I don't think huggy is the right word. Huggable. What it is for the, um, for the intensive yeah. purposes and of I mean, this? Yes, huggy is a word. Huggy. Okay, he's very huggy, and he lives in Disneyland. So I'm gonna be hanging out with Mickey Mouse. Faux yeah. show. So that's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Morgan. Um, I would pick Olaf. He'd probably drive me crazy mm. after a while, but I feel like he's sweet and he's sensitive and he's also entertaining. So I just, I think he's got it all minus the, a little bit of annoyance that I'd probably have. <laughs> it comes from a good place, hugs. right? Yeah, exactly. So you wouldn't really be that upset about it. Yeah. Right. Uh, you might have to keep oh, fixing Olaf. that carrot. Yeah, <laughs> the carrot. I mean, you'll get used to it. It's just part of the whole process. Yeah, exactly. Mel, what about you? Maleficent. I want a dragon by my side. Wow. Nice. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be devil's advocate There's my on this backup. one, though. So Maleficent, Uh-oh. you want a dragon by your side. But what about the yeah. evil part of Maleficent? Do you look at her and think, well, you know what, I can change her? <laughs> she's got patience. <laughs> and we've seen in the films, she's got a little bit of a heart inside there. So. That's true. That is very true. That if, is. It's quite the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to go with a dragon, I'm all for Maleficent, but I'd probably go with like comic book Baymax because <laughs> like, Baymax's dragon was awesome. But, you know, you can't go wrong with a dragon, right? I mean, <laughs> no. it's a dragon. Uh, last time I chose Buzz and Woody for this question because, I mean, throughout everything, you know, they're there for each other regardless of i mean they were going to go into fire together how can you not want somebody by your side (laughs) if they're willing to do that right Um, right or die that's what i'm saying that is what i'm saying (laughs) but this time uh as hard as it was especially considering how pixar formulates their movies and how they tend to tug on your heartstrings for everything uh, I had a much bigger challenge because the scope of everything that's available to me. But I landed on Dipper and Mabel, primarily because they are also there for each other, regardless of what happens. Uh, when I was a kid, I was really big into mysteries. I love reading mystery books, ghost stories, and all that stuff. And Gravity Falls kind of has a lot of that happening, right? So Dipper and Mabel would be the two characters that I would want to be best friends with this time around. That would totally be you. Yeah, (laughs) I I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Moving on to the next question, who is your favorite Disney princess? So I'm going to stick with Ariel because Little Mermaid was like my jam when I was a little kid. And I just wanted to 
be her. And she's very impulsive like I am. So she's very much like, I want to do this. I'm just going to go do it. That's just like how Ariel <laughs> seems. She doesn't really like think through all the consequences. She just like wants to make it happen quickly and be very happy and excited. And that is definitely how I live my life, even though it's not the best way to live. Let me tell you guys, you got to look into those consequences. But still, Ariel, yeah, Ariel will be the one for me. <laughs> I picked Belle just because I always loved her ball gown. And every time I would go to Disneyland, I would just look up at her and I was so in awe every time. I just loved her dress so much. And it's made me like her since I was a little kid. <laughs> nice. I, I couldn't pick one. And I'm just going to go with the three-way tie, Aurora, Tiana, and Rapunzel. Mm. I can never, I, I can't, between them three, they're just so awesome. Like, if they were to make a super princess, ooh, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> All princesses combined. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Super princess. Somebody get on that and draw a super princess. <laughs> right, <Tag> please. <laughs> Um, like Morgan, I'm going to go with Belle. My answer is going to be the same as last time for this one, because uh, whenever people jokingly ask uh, who could ever love a beast, my wife can. And my <laughs> wife is very much like Belle, so, uh, at least to me, in my heart. So Belle is my favorite Disney princess. Uh, number seven. Name a scene or moment in any Disney movie that never fails to make you cry. This one's easy. I mean, there's so many again, but the like for me lately, that moment in Inside Out when Bing Bong, oh my gosh, you guys, I can't. I literally ugly cried and I wasn't ready for it at all. Like I didn't know anything about the movie going into it and I was just like gushing tears and I can't, I've seen it so many times now and I still cannot, even though I 100% know it's going to go down, it just still makes me cry. <laughs> Bing Bong's the yeah, sweetest. I oh, love him. Oh. I should have picked him for my best friend. Anyway. And he smells <laughs> like cotton candy. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I would want to take little pieces of him and enjoy the cotton candy. That's the problem. Yeah, that'd be dangerous. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably Morgan, really sticky all the time. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I never thought about that. On a hot day, he would be all sticky. Yeah, it'd be really gross. <laughs> Don't bring him to huh. Disneyland in the summer. Yeah, I'm not taking him to Disneyland ever. <laughs> Take him in the winter and when yeah. it's not yeah. raining. That's also dangerous. <laughs> yeah. All right. I had two. It was a toss-up for me. So the first one I thought of, um, I actually was packing up my summer. Like, I was packing up in the summer to go to college when Toy Story 3 came out, which was mm. very relevant to that movie. And I remember going to see it with my mom, mistakenly. Uh, right before I moved away for college and uh, that just I remember she was sobbing that made me start crying because it was like very relevant to like my life at the time Um, I don't know if I would have the same effect watching it now I haven't watched it probably since then so the one that definitely gets me every time is the alphabet soup scene in a goofy movie that one is just oh yeah that's such a good scene (laughs) it's a good one ah see now I'm thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Everyone's crying. It's so Jokes. sad. I know. Oh man. Think of Powerline. Get happy. Get happy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mel, what about you? Um, I can't get through the scene where Miguel is singing to Mama Coco for the last time. That's the hardest part, and I'm so sorry if you guys are crying. Trust me, I'm holding it up. <laughs> I'm holding it in. Yep. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm not gonna say much more than that's exactly the same scene for me now. Uh, the last Aww. time I chose Carl losing Ellie, and I mean uh-huh. I still can't get past that. I, I just mm. like it's not something that I ever want to think about happening in real life, and so it it gets me, but. Uh, I think because of everything that's happened in the last year, um, seeing Mama Coco for the last time in that scene, just like, whoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a fun question. Somebody <laughs> 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 must be cutting the onions or something. My eyes are getting watery. <laughs> Let's move on. <clears throat> uh, what is your favorite Disney movie? Favorite Disney movie? I'm I'm just gonna stick with Little Mermaid. It's a good great all time classic for me. And I love Up. It's one of my favorites, specifically because I love Golden Retrievers and Doug Aww. is my favorite. Nice. <laughs> my my kids recently were going through some bins of stuffed animals that they had and they found the little Doug and they, they had him for a while, but they couldn't find the cone of shame that he came with. And they looked through <laughs> another bin and found it. And my youngest went absolutely nuts. He's like, Dad, we found the cone of shame. <laughs> and he's like running around. And yeah, every time we have squirrels outside in our backyard, he runs to his room to grab the dug just to put him to the window and say, squirrel. <laughs> wow. Your son and I would also be friends. I feel like yeah, that's awesome. He, <laughs> he loves Doug so much. <laughs> Mel, what about you? Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. I would have been surprised if you didn't choose that right now. Like, you're <laughs> you're such a hardcore, like, Sleeping Beauty fan that I would have been surprised if you didn't choose that. Um, I Last time I chose WALL-E. Uh, I think WALL-E is just a, a valuable movie to represent a lot of just human emotion and how some people struggle to show that human emotion. And if a robot can do it, damn it, anybody can. <laughs> but uh, for the sake of having something different this time around, uh, I'm going to go with Avengers Endgame. And nice. it might seem like a weird answer, but the reason I chose Endgame over Iron Man, my favorite Avenger, was quite frankly because Avengers Endgame nicely wrapped up over a decade's worth of films the way that nothing else ever has. And uh, aside from that, we tend to see films in a light that everything has to have a happy ending and Avengers Endgame did not end with a happy ending. It was closer to real life than anything we've ever seen from Disney movies. So uh, for those reasons and uh, many more, uh, I'm going to go with Avengers Endgame. Good answer. Thanks. Um, Most overrated Disney movie. I might get hurt for this one. But Frozen, (laughs) I just don't, like, I don't get it. I liked it. It's good. It's good. But it's not amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to be good friends, Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably not alone. (laughs) Morgan? Um, Okay, so I just talked about how I love Belle. But I think that the live action remake is super overrated. I'm not into it. I don't like it. I'm not a huge Emma Watson fan, so I just yeah, I'm not, it's not my thing. Hermione shouldn't be playing Belle. You're not a fan of Auto Tune? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare See, you? See, we all get along here. I knew I wanted to do this today. <laughs> uh, so, Mel, are you going to go with Frozen on this one, too? I Yes. And in my notes, I put personally speaking in bold. You put what yes. in bold? I put personally speaking. 
Oh yeah. Frozen. <laughs> In <No>. bold. <laughs> well, look. Uh, I would have said that in 2016, when I answered this question, my answer was frozen as well. Um, (laughs) But uh, I'm not going to say frozen for two reasons this time around. One, for the sake of having something different to say, but also because uh, after watching the second film, I've developed a new appreciation for Frozen. And I see where it fits in the Disney catalog. So... Um, especially considering what it did for little girls and the confidence that they gave them, I'm going to sit it on a different pillar than I would have four years ago. But for that almost exact same reason, I think one of the most overrated Disney movies is Captain Marvel. And that is going to surprise a lot of people because, quite frankly, Captain Marvel was supposed to be this this empowering film about women and how awesome they can be, you know, first female director and everything. And damn it. It was an origin story for anybody that says it wasn't, it was an origin story. Stop (laughs) it already. Okay. So I think if you were looking for a film that was supposed to empower women and did an amazing job at it, watch black Panther because Adora Milaje and Shuri did way more to empower women than Captain Marvel ever did. So overrated Captain Marvel. Sorry, don't at me on it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I got a little heated. I have not (laughs) seen you this passionate. (laughs) Sorry. No, but this is good because, you know, we were crying a a moment ago, so this is good. Yeah, yeah. We're having our own version of Inside Out on this podcast recording. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Most underrated disney movie so i chose robin hood um i don't necessarily feel it's super underrated but you just never hear anybody talking about it and i think it is amazing it's so good and like just such a good purpose of the of what they're doing in the film and like the feels it gives you it's all there it's very cute some great songs and i just never hear people really talk about it so i'm gonna go with robin hood very good choice yeah, you're speaking Gavin's language right now. He's all about Robin Hood. <laughs> He's probably saying Oodalali right now. Yeah, I you would have started singing Oodalali. Isn't this so, so yeah. good? Yeah. That's a fantastic choice. Morgan. I am going to say a goofy movie because I feel like it's really only real Disney fans that like a goofy movie, except for Jen, because fun fact, Jen just watched it for the first time like a month ago. Fun it's fact, okay, Jen's just old. <laughs> Look, but there's I love a lot of films. There's a lot of films I, f- I feel like I fall into that category, and it has nothing to do with being old. So I wouldn't even classify it as that. I think it's just. <laughs> oh, I totally do. But it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we got like, she watched it. To it. She watched it. She didn't connect with it as she would have if she would have watched it like a few years ago, Jen. Yeah. But we'll find a way to make you love it. That's true. I mean, <laughs> once you don the power line outfit and you start dancing and singing, it's a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe okay, that's what you Okay, let me get right on that. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Mel? Uh, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Yeah. That's a really I great think, film, I too. mean, it's a beautiful film. And Tomorrowland. Keep saying that. Tomorrowland. Just mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, this one I had problems with as well because I, I really feel that my original answers to this question still hold true today even more so than my 2020 version of this answer uh my old answers were uh, meet the robinsons and an honorable mention for the good dinosaur 
because I think both of those are just fantastic. The messages behind them, I think, are beautiful. The visuals in The Good Dinosaur, just, yeah, I, I can't get enough of it. But um, for this time around, I, I couldn't choose um, between two movies, so I'm going to give you a live action and an animated. Uh, I'm going to go with The Rocketeer for my live action because, quite frankly, in many ways, that movie doesn't age well, but it's so good. I don't know if I can consider it a guilty pleasure, but I love it. Uh, and for animated, I'm going to go with Sword in the Stone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I say good. that? Yeah. Fail. Thank you. Rocketeer is literally one of my favorite movies. Of Isn't it all great? Time. I love it. And I was just recently on the Sounds of Disneyland page, and they have... Like, the Rocketeer, I guess they played it in Tomorrowland in, like, the 90s or something. So it was in there. And I was, like, so excited to listen to it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. That and uh, Flight of the Navigator were two movies that <gasps> yes! I love so much. Um, but I feel like Flight of the Navigator isn't as underrated as the Rocketeer is. So, you know, that that, that was the route that I took. My boyfriend yeah. makes so much fun of me for liking that movie, <laughs> Flight of the Navigator. Flight of the... Why? It's so good. <laughs> It's a good one. So I think that one aged much more poorly than The Rocketeer did, in my opinion. It's just like, it's kind of cheesy, but it's really cute. (laughs) My kids saw it for the first time a few weeks ago, and they were really into it. Oh, good, good. So it still speaks to the youth. Even yeah, I think it does. Forty years later, or whatever. (laughs) I'm I'm still for it. I I enjoyed it almost as much as I did the first time I saw it. Good, good. So, I can't complain. Uh, okay, so next question. What is your favorite Disney song? My favorite Disney song? What did I pick for this one? I can't even really remember because there's so many once again. Um, it's oh. okay to give honorable right. mentions, by the way. Right. So I went again with like the swing style. I want to be like you from the Jungle Book. Oh, so good. It's awesome. She's like such a good feel <laughs> song. Ugh. Fun fact. Uh, I have been known to spontaneously break into song and dance singing that song walking down Main Street. Yes, see? Several occasions. I will join that that yeah. flash bomb. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> this may oh, happen. Actually, I didn't talk about this other moment, so addendum to that. Morgan, when you were talking about the favorite moments thing, the other moment that I just thought was absolutely awesome was we were on the monorail and I don't exactly know why, but we were joking around about something. And then I look out the window and I just went like, I can show you the world. And then somebody else sang the next the next line. Yes. And then somebody sang the next line. And like before we knew it, the entire monorail train was like singing a whole new world. And I was like, ah, yes, <laughs> you are cool. my people. It was like one of the coolest experiences ever. So. Yeah, Uh, not my favorite, but yes, so awesome. So I'm known to spontaneously break into song and dance in the park. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Favorite Disney song, Morgan? (laughs) (laughs) No, I loved that story. I was like, wow. I want to be there on the monorail for that moment. Um, So it's, it's a current favorite. It's not something that I really would have thought of other than the fact that my boyfriend knows all the music to Moana for some reason. And he loves to also bust out in mostly song, not usually dance, to You're Welcome. (laughs) And so that's currently my favorite because it's my favorite because I love to try and 
sneakily record him as he does that. So whenever I hear that song, it just makes me think of that. And then I hope that he will continue to sing it forever. <laughs> nice. So what you're saying is that your boyfriend is secretly a TikTok star and doesn't even know it. <laughs> I think he might be. I might have to let him know. <laughs> I'm on That's to him. Funny. That's funny. Mel, what about you? I went with an actual, I guess you would say this is an actual song you would hear at Disneyland. Only because I have it on heavy rotation right now. Um, Otherworldly Concerto from the Haunted Mansion. Yes, yeah. please. Yes. <laughs> that's been on heavy rotation lately. Where oh, do they have cool. it playing at, at Disneyland? At the In the ballroom. Oh, my God. I don't know why I was confusing it with... Um, <laughs> it's okay. The Haunted like the Music Box ones version. from Disneyland Paris. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For I mean, some the reason, I was confusing creepy, it with the Disneyland like, version. I just want to sway to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel dumb considering that's my favorite attraction. It's okay. It happens. Yeah. We do it too. It's no, yeah. No problem. Yeah. Well, it's embarrassing <laughs> because the last time when I was talking about this, you know, music, I, I feel, plays such a huge role in my love for Disney and just like in my love for everything, really. I, I love music in general. And. I really feel that how I'm feeling dictates what I consider my favorite at the time. And so like the last time I couldn't choose between like Grim Grinning Ghosts and Steamboat Willie um, because it's technically a theme or something. Uh, but then I was like, well, it's possibly going to be a whole new world and I see the light then that I have to choose between because those are both amazing songs and they both give me the feels like no one's business. But if I think about it now, I've been trying to look back on like what makes me feel like Disneyland right like what gives me like that sense of my life and Disney are one uh, and I would probably say that it comes down to the ballad version of live the magic which was the theme and part of the Disneyland forever soundtrack during the 60th anniversary uh, I just think it's such a beautiful ballad and the way that it was orchestrated and put together it's so Disney but just connects on so many levels Plus, the Disneyland band did, like, a great version of that when they were marching down Main Street. That was just so good. Like you They are find so it good. Right? Mm -hmm. oh, Gosh, so, I just love them. So, mm, Can I so add good. one also? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Specifically, like, during this, like, time we're all going through, the Magic Happens theme song. I haven't even oh, gotten yeah. to see the parade yet. Not once have I seen that parade Same. because I just yeah. missed it before it closed down. And that song is so good, and I play it in the car. It gives me chills. I sing as loud as I can. It makes me a little, like, teary-eyed sometimes. It's just, like, ugh, it's so good. Like, Todrick Hall nailed it. Yeah. Nailed yep. it. Yep. I have to agree. Were you there at Agreed. the D23 Expo when he performed it live? No. I mean, I was at the Expo, no. but I didn't see him perform it live. It what? was I so good. Yeah, so we went to the parts oh panel, gosh. and uh, it's on our YouTube channel. Oh, uh, no, I'll post it was. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> she yeah. really likes that song, guys. <laughs> I didn't. I like wasn't attached to it yet. Somehow, I remember they had a whole performance and everything. They did. They yeah. did. Yeah. So if you haven't had a chance to watch it, I'll put it in the blog post for the episode. Go check it out. Uh, it was. We did a whole vlog for that day, but it was one of the best performances because uh, they announced him coming out and the whole performance happened. And I'm like, this is the magic. I'm like, <gasps> shut up. No way. <laughs> it just like from the instant that it begins, the groove is just so well put together. It fits well with that poppy music that Disney's kind of shifted towards in the last few years. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you're right. That's yeah, it's good. 
It's good. It's good. So yeah, so Live the Magic. Oh, the other one that I've been listening to a lot recently is um, No Man Is One Island or No Man Is Own Island, depending on how you want to pronounce it. It's from the Inside Out soundtrack. Uh, Michael Giacchino wrote it. It's possibly my favorite song on that entire soundtrack. Uh, and I've just kind of played it you know, on a loop at times when I'm working because it's just such a calming song and uh, I just, I, I love it. So anyway, nice. uh, let's move on to the next one. Least favorite Disney song. So I may have said there was a least favorite movie earlier or overrated movie. So I'm going to stick with that like line there of let it go. Let it go. <laughs> just kind of got under my skin. It was kind of just too much everywhere. Everyone's children were screaming it out from every window in the planet. Just a little too much. And I don't like it because it's at a different octave than what I can sing at. So I can't even get into it. Like it's too high. And then if I sing it too low, it doesn't sound good and you can't be loud. So I just don't like it. Not for yeah. me. You're not going to let it go? <laughs> when I can't. <laughs> nice. <Sorry. laughs> uh, can I tell you that when I can't sing a song uh, in the octave that it's in, it also kind of angers me so i'm with you on this one yeah yeah, yeah i'm with you on this one it's not fun it like yeah. hurts i get you <laughs> thank you <laughs> i couldn't really think of one um because maybe i just blocked them all out the ones that i don't like but i hope <laughs> came to mind i just feel like that gets in my head and then i cannot get it out once i start because here we go it's going in my head right now yep. i can hear it so here we go for the rest of the evening i will be singing hi-ho <laughs> oh, does it sorry. does it start with the little bell like yeah. sound when and they're like, like I won't do it. I won't do it because I've been through that before. I get you. Mel. It's no surprise. Let it go. That's it. The end. I see you. Frozen haters here. I think. No, my answer is not going to change from the last one that I gave when I first did this challenge because I can't stand the song and that's the Siamese cat song from Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> oh, I just, that's a great I, one. Yeah. The progression of how they sing the <laughs> I was like, ah! It's like nails on a chalkboard to me when I hear it. So I, I, I can't. Like, I would much rather listen to Into the Unknown or even Let It Go for two weeks straight than to have to listen <laughs> to the Siamese cat song once. <laughs> so that's how strongly I feel about not liking that song. But it is what it is. <clears throat> Moving on to number 13, the most memorable Disney villain. So I picked Chernabog for this one because he terrified me when I was a little kid. And so all of the other villains are a little more like I feel like I know them and or I feel like I, they have like a positive side and a negative side to them because they all have like a little bending point, right? But Chernabog just feels like the devil. <laughs> like he's scary and he's big and just, ugh, he's scary. So that for me is uh, the one who used to scare me when I was little. Keeping him as most awesome. memorable. But if we've <laughs> learned anything from today is that just like Mel's dragon, Mel can change him. <laughs> but Chernabog, <laughs> I don't know about that though. I don't know. Have we seen ways that we could change Chernabog? Absolutely not. not. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Morgan, 
I went with Gaston because he's got a great theme song and he's probably the most <laughs> realistic villain. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love his song. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's not a great person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ironically enough, my choice had very similar reasons why I chose that character. Oh. But not Gaston. Okay. Curious. Yeah. Mel? Facilier. Yes! And... I would have said Maleficent, but I don't get that chance to really talk to her until it's like October. But Facilier, oh my god. I want the coat. It's just he's <laughs> it's just the outfit is gorgeous. He I think he's got the most beautiful color palette for a, a villain. I'm like That's true. I want your outfit, I want everything and then yeah, and then oh god, his music yeah, he would be tied with Maleficent if only she was out a little bit more. But he's, yeah, he's a little <laughs> bit more memorable. Nice. Yep, same for me. The Shadow Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I mean, I chose him for a lot of the same reasons that Morgan chose Gaston. But Facilier has this crazy swagger to him, right? That a lot yeah. of other villains don't. Where you're just like, man, he's so cool and he's bad and I just want to be his friend. And regardless of how much bad he does, yeah, you're like, that dude's cool. I want to hang out with that guy. (laughs) You know? So, I mean, Facilier for those reasons, yeah. Uh, Okay, so we are to 14 now, and that is favorite classic Disney movie and favorite modern Disney movie. So, I went with Pinocchio as my favorite classic. I really enjoy that film. Um, And for favorite modern I'm going to go with Coco because I I really like the movie when it came out but recently ever since Disney Plus I've just been watching it and the colors like just the colors are just so gorgeous that whole like neon glowingness of the colors and the music is so so good that I listen to it on Spotify all the time so like uh yeah Coco is just like I'm feeling it lately so that's that's my modern one um and the that's Pinocchio awesome. I think I always attached that one as a little kid, too. So that one kind of sticks out for me out of the classic Disney movies. Yeah. Plus, think of how Pinocchio has kind of molded Disney fandom, kind of making When You Wish Upon a Star like the unofficial Disney anthem or official Disney anthem to most people. So, yeah, those are great choices. Thank you. I went with 101 Dalmatians because I'm a huge dog person, and I just love that movie. And then current day Moana, because, again, I just love to watch my boyfriend sing the soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Is your boyfriend a musician? Or does he just, like, just love? he's, like, far from it. He just loves Moana. (laughs) You know what? Who doesn't? It has so many memorable scenes. The music is fantastic. Mm -hmm. High five him for me. I'm, like, I'm so on board with that, yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda really did a good job. So anything with him, I'm, I'm into Nice. So is nice. he psyched about the Hamilton stuff that's coming? He's not. I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he will be once he hears it. I yeah, he doesn't know it, it yet, but he is. No, I took yeah. him to see it. So he, he knows Hamilton, and I think he likes it, but he's probably not excited. to. He'll watch it if I'm watching it. <laughs> I bet you secretly he's watching it on YouTube or something, and you just don't know about it. I hope it. so. 
Yeah. Doing his. Ooh, what if he's dancing. brushing up on his lyrics so he could just like yeah. burst out and <laughs> he's surprise gonna bust you. it out when it comes out? <laughs> yeah. See, wow, See? David. David you really has uh, a lot to live up to after this <laughs> podcast airs. <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Who are these other two people you were talking yeah. to?" <laughs> he's like, "No more podcasting for you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right, Mel. Um, I always say Sleeping Beauty, but I'm gonna bypass that i'm gonna say the sword in the stone mm. uh for classic and for modern princess and the frog yeah it's a very good movie yeah. very good movie my my answers are half the same as last time uh i chose cinderella as my favorite classic and last time i chose wally as my favorite modern film but like jen i think coco uh just did such a good job you know, color scheme and story wise. And it, I just connected oh, yeah. with that film on so many levels that I'm going with Cinderella and with Coco this time. Sweet. Uh, 15 favorite Disney score. So again, I went, my first thought was to go, which like not off Disney cause it's now Disney, but it wasn't Disney is either star Wars or like Indiana Jones or Nightmare Before Christmas, but those all like weren't originated right with Disney. <laughs> so if I'm going to stick with, Preach. I know, right? So <laughs> if I'm going to stick with original like Disney movie, I'm going to do Little Mermaid again. And Alan Menken is the bomb. So there it is. I can sing every lyric to every single one of those songs. That was like I, I sang it more than I watched the movie for sure when I was little, and and ever since then. <laughs> Percussion. Strings, string oh, wind, words, words. <laughs> yes, you want her, look at her, you know you do. Can I skip ahead? Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that soundtrack. It, it was probably the first one. Thank you, thank you. It was probably the first one that I learned all the way through. So yeah, I'm with I think you on so this one. Yeah, that's fantastic. So good. Morgan. Yours? I love the soundtrack from Toy Story. It's just like so positive and it's well done and you always know it when you hear it. So I'll go with that one. It's true. Nice. I, I love that feeling of like you feel safe and happy mm-hmm. when you hear pretty much anything on the Toy Story soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Great exactly. choice. That's such a good choice. Mel? <laughs> this was kind of rough, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go with Avengers and Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. I, this just, the, the way you're just pumped. And oh. I hear it all the time from you, Jason. But yes, it's that feeling. So I get it. I love the Pirates <laughs> soundtrack. Yes. So good. Now, just like Hi-Ho is in Morgan's head. <laughs> as soon as you said Avengers, like in my head, I heard the violins just da-da-dun, dun-dun, dun-da-da-dun. Dun, dun. I was like, plus I know that Morgan and, and Jen share like this huge love for Thor prior to <laughs> his changes. So I know that oh, they, they would appreciate that. Maybe a little more towards Morgan, but it's, yeah, it's, it's mostly me, I think. But again, it is Thor pre-snap. Are you sure? Because, I mean, after Snap, dude Thor. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, he was the everyman yeah. Thor. Uh, okay, uh, so for this one, these are the ones I have the most 
of a challenge choosing because like i said music plays such a huge part in all of me uh like last time i couldn't choose between like wally specifically because of defined dancing or finding nemo because like i remember like the first time i held my son like nemo egg from the opening credits of nemo was playing through my head for some odd reason uh and then like the paperman score is just amazing so there's so much to choose from uh and ultimately <laughs> i went with the pirates score and theme because yeah. all around every single song has a purpose right uh but this time i didn't specifically go with a movie score I went with a music loop, and that is the music loop from Main Street USA at Disneyland because there is nothing more quintessential than the Main Street yeah. loop. You walk into it, it's familiar, it's it's heartwarming, it's Disneyland, right? And as soon mm -hmm. as you hear it or you get the inkling as you're walking underneath the train tracks, it's you feel like you're home. You know, I, I don't know how other way to explain it other than you're home. So wait, are you going to sing that? one of those too? I can. What do you want me to sing? Yes. Okay, I'm done. I thought we were going to keep going. Oh, you smell that? You smell the vanilla? Do you smell it? I hear that and now I'm smelling all the sweet smells of Main Street. Smell the candy <laughs> palace. Oh, so good. There's that popcorn. Ah, you smell it? Ah. <laughs> nope, Trust. those are the horses. Oh, those man. are the horses. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love that. <clears throat> okay, final question of the Disney Tag Challenge. What is your favorite live action film? So I went with The Reluctant Dragon because Ooh. in this film... If you have not watched this film, it is basically you get like you get walked through a tour of the Walt Disney Studios. You get to meet tons of the Imagineers and some of the nine old men. And they not only like hang out with you, but they teach you their jobs. Like they get to show you and you watch the Firehouse Five perform. And oh, like literally, if I could place myself there, I, I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. <laughs> I almost want to revisit my answer. <laughs> yeah. I know, I was thinking yeah. about that one from before of what scene I would want to do, but I'm like, well, it's not a scene, it's the entire film, so. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. That's such a good yeah. choice. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> kind of jealous of your answer. I don't think mine is either. <laughs> we'll just go. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan? Um, I picked Cinderella. Because that was kind of the first remake live action they did, I think, right? So I just remembered watching and, and thought they did a really good job with that one because some of them since have not been so great. So I, I still enjoy the, the original Cinderella, but the live action is pretty good too. Yeah. I have to agree that of all of them, that's probably one of the better ones. Yeah. yeah I, I agree with that too. I think, yeah. was, was yeah. Alice before that? Because it was like what the heck is going on oh uh, yeah i don't put that one in the same bucket i think i think of like this. yeah no that's like a whole different category yeah. it was crazy that the alice in wonderland live action is kind of like i i don't know it's it's weird i don't know how to explain it but it just feels like <laughs> it belongs in the park during halloween time yeah feel like it has to something needs to that. have an overlay yeah. during halloween alice obviously but mel not surprised here. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Yep. 
great choice. And that's what got me the mark of the pirate on my leg. So nice. that's what started it all. <laughs> nice. That's the film actually I chose last time. I went with just kind of oh, the okay. franchise in general for pirates because I think they just did such a great job uh, portraying Jack Sparrow and the story that they told with him. And I would have done that and chosen that one this time around again, except that I kind of feel like it's all up in the air with Jack Sparrow and where the franchise kind of stands right now. And on its own, I think it can hang. But I'm going to totally cheat this answer and bulk the entire Infinity Saga as one giant movie. (laughs) Because (laughs) I've marathoned (laughs) it so much that I feel like it's one giant 872-hour movie. So I'm I'm bulking the Infinity Saga just for what it was, what it is, and a story told over a decade, basically. Uh, I'm going to have to go with that for live action. Very nice. Well, there you go. That was the Disney tag questions. Uh, it was super fun revisiting them. I, I loved all of your answers. Jen and Morgan, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your answers. I hope this was as fun for you as it was for me and for Mel. Yeah, so fun. Thank you totally. for having us. Yeah, thank you again. <laughs> uh, I hope we have an opportunity to do something like this again in the future. Uh, I, I love these little challenges. We don't get a chance to do them very often. And I always thought, well, these are so much for YouTube than anything else. But now with like Instagram stories and stuff, we tend to do those little quizzes and Disney bingo and all that cool stuff. But I think this was just kind of an extension of one of those. And I just thought it would be fun to revisit so uh before we close up the podcast for today why don't you tell everybody where they can find you your podcast uh what days you release and all that good stuff all right so we are dateline nostalgia morgan and myself and we are every thursday we drop very early in the morning and we focus primarily on Disneyland news. So anything with the Disneyland Resort was happening right now. Now, right now, it's a little different. So we've gotten a little bit of a bigger scope since the park is closed at the time. But when it does reopen, if you need to know what's going on, like what are the brand new anything, like merchandise, food, like happenings in the park, everything, just tune into us and we'll get you all updated there. Um, and you can find us on basically anywhere where you listen to podcasts. We're on Stitcher and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, just everywhere. So, yeah, give us a listen. Fantastic. And we're hitting uh, episode 100 this week, so we're pretty excited about it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> right. Gosh. Well, congratulations on hitting episode 100. It's an amazing milestone. Yeah. I love it. I love listening to both of you. I think you guys have tremendous chemistry. You're super fun to listen to. For our podcast, I think there's a lot of things that we want to cover, but we're so long-winded, especially me, that we very rarely <laughs> get to cover standard news topics and so you know listening to you i think for me fulfills that need so i appreciate you both coming on all the links to the dateline nostalgia podcast will be in the blog post for this episode at podcasters.com slash three one two if you'd like to check them out you can also follow them on instagram at dateline nostalgia all one word so that's gonna wrap it up for this episode once again jen morgan thank you so much for joining us Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you.